Running Sentences presents The Lost Adventures of a Maybe Hero Part 11 Who Wants a Battle? While everyone is trying to figure out if they still have powers or not, a fight breaks out. Leonardo finds himself in the middle of it despite his best effort to not have any part of it. This is a work of fiction, and he names businesses, events, characters, and or situations within this story are products of the author's imagination. Any resemblance to real people, real incidences, people's names, situations, etc., etc., is purely coincidental. Copyright 2022, Michael Henry. All rights reserved. The first question on Leonardo's mind was why did everything go dark, and why hadn't anyone said anything yet? He was still on the back mine entrance where he and the group of heroes tried to escape from, right? He worried and wondered, and tried to think up things that could explain all of this away. His memory did strike on the fact that a similar thing happened when he'd been thrown by the heroes inside that cave place that had been his prison, but he'd also been unconscious for part of that, and only awoke to a similar scene. So if it was similar, he was not sure. Uh, hello? What do you want, bug? That someone responded was a bit of a relief, uh, but that it sounded like Hugo was less so. Uh, what do you think I want? Did the damn thing work or not? He got no response, began to try and peer through the darkness with little luck. There was the soft sound of a hup, hup, coming from somewhere in front of him. To him, it was almost like the sort of sound of someone jumping, or trying to jump, and fly off, but perhaps not having any success at it. Uh, anyone else out there want to try and talk? He felt some fingers on his back and jumped, trying to swirl about. The pitch blackness, though, made him unsure if he had actually turned around to face this person or jumped only a few degrees. I thought you were going to run away. The soft voice of Catalina was beside his ear, and he jumped again, this time putting his hand to his ear as breath had grazed it. I I will have... I will, but after I've found out if this thing has done anything. Well, it certainly has done something. We can't see because of it. Where are you two? I'd say over here, Charlotte, but I don't know where you are either. Catalina was on my left when things went dark, and you were slightly to my right, I believe, Charlotte. I'm probably to your left, I guess. Uh, by the way, can you channel your powers? There was a few hurried steps, and then the shadows and darkness disappeared a bit to reveal Charlotte. He could just make out the fact that her hand was being held out in front of her. Not to reach out, but he could see some sort of sparks off of her hand, like she was trying to make her power of energy or whatever it was come to life. I don't think it works. Well, all it took was an endless night to ruin superhero powers, maybe? Well, that's good, I guess. Oh, that's gonna go over well for anyone who lives on the planet, though. I don't think they want to live in an endless dark night. 
He wanted to say more, but stopped himself. He couldn't think of anything else to say anyway, and the sudden smack and sensation of something smashing into his face a second later gave him something else to consider. The fact that he was falling and slightly spitting away from the point of impact was little registering on the things that were happening to him. If he'd been punched, as he strongly suspected he had been, it was at least a decently good one. Hear this, bugs and scum. I will hunt all of you down by voice alone. I will destroy all of you for what you have done. The dusty ground greeted Leonardo as this was being said, and he was more than a little dazed trying to deal with it all. The shock of pain rattled him and his mind, but now that he knew what it was coming from, he decided it was a good time to do what he'd planned on. Taking a second to breathe, and not feel the shooting, arcing pain in his head, he rolled a few feet away, and once far enough away, tried to get up. Leonardo, what is going on? Catalina's voice was to his right and allowed Leonardo a point of reference. The problem was, he staggered as he tried to stand. His mind wasn't communicating all that well with the rest of him, and he fell back to the ground. Ow, ow, ow. There you are, bug. Still on the ground, Leonardo rolled again as a thump hit the ground, but not close to him. He again attempted to get up with a little more success, but still falling to his knees. Did you attempt to stomp on me, Hugo? Because that's what that sounded like. What, Fug? What are you doing over there? You think. I'm trying not to get hit. Why did you hit me? Why do you think? Where is that device, and where are you? Don't hit Leonardo. It's not nice. It was nice to hear another familiar voice in Charlotte's, but he did fear that this would cause Hugo to go after either Charlotte or Catalina, since they were around in the area. Hey, dipstick hero, named Hugo or whatever. I bet you think you're the greatest hero of all time, huh? But now you can't, can you? No more powers, no more greatness. All you have is your brute strength. A real average nobody. The thud of footsteps from who he hoped was Hugo sounded like they were coming in his direction. Leonardo backed away, trying to draw the man further away from his compatriots. He was conscious of the fact that somewhere near him might be the edge of the plateau he was upon. Only a fool of a hero, one who works for the mob, would think to chase around an idiot. What are you doing, Leonardo? The voice of Catalina sounded rather close to him, which was disappointing, as he'd hoped he'd gone a few feet away, but he couldn't rule out that she might be moving around as well. I'm doing what everyone has wanted to do since heroes have come into existence, telling them off because they do whatever they want without any repercussions. Oh, what changed from a couple weeks ago? If I knew what I knew now, Catalina, I'd probably wind up on the same damned road. So shush. Besides, isn't it a hero's job to get a villain away from the people? He didn't listen for an answer, as he was now running off away from where he hoped her voice was coming from. The heavy footsteps kept following him, despite learning what he was doing. He hoped that the anger that Hugo had wasn't going to go away suddenly or shift onto someone else. What to do after the man caught up to him and began throwing punches and kicks? Well... His foot slipped for a second, searching for solid ground and not finding any. To make matters worse, his momentum was taking him further, since it seemed like he could stop now. 
Judging that his best hope to stay upright was to stay on his feet, felt his free foot land on a slippery slope, and his other foot quickly followed. He kept running, hoping that leaning back while going forward on the loose gravel on the side of the mountain wouldn't cause trouble. His luck would, however, run out, about five feet away from where he took a step off of the plateau. The rocks under his feet didn't allow for an easy descent, and his footing instead began sliding out from under his shoes. Crap! He tried to catch himself, but tilted forward in his attempt to catch himself, which only pushed him head over heels, with himself flailing about, and he soon went end over end. It was a dizzying array of darkness, whether he closed his eyes or kept them open. All he had was the sensation of going around and around and around. Eventually, Leonardo began tucking himself into a ball, hoping all of this would come to an end soon without smacking into anything. The brush and weeds, which he could feel on occasion as they went by, were there and whipped at him, but didn't help slow him down. He did his best to try and hold the tucked roll that was getting harder and harder with each bumpy hit he took, and then suddenly as it had started, it was over. His momentum came to a stop, and he rolled a bit further, but didn't keep going downwards in this moment. It was a win for him, as he relaxed and laid out for a second. His breathing was heavy and ragged, and that was because everything seemed to hurt on his body. As he lay there, though, he listened for the sound of someone coming after him. The ringing in his ears made this a difficult task, but he still tried. Also, not being able to see a whole lot since it was dark, he wondered if he could turn the lights back on by hitting the button again. Then realized he didn't know where the thumbstick was. A quick pat down of himself turned up no evidence of it being on him. Bug! Oh, bug! Where are you? Hugo sounded close now that Leonardo could somewhat hear again. A good thing, maybe, if he could figure out how to survive being punched. You know my name, Hugo. Why not use it, you freak? Why bother when I can squish you and force you to do what I want? Well, except you can't anymore. Your powers are out, which means all you have is brute strength. And who knows how much of that you actually have. I bet you can only swing your arms a couple of times. Hard. Because you probably relied so much on your powers. There was a sound of rocks slipping down the side, followed by a small thump. If Leonardo had to guess, the man had fallen on his ass, which served him right. The sound of clattering and oomphs came from in front of him, and so... Leonardo slowly got to his feet, began trying to back a few feet away, and trying to feel and see where this person was. A vague, shadowy figure rolled to a stop of some feet from him. After a few shaky moments, this figure began to rise as well, clearly hurting a bit from the way their arms were shaking. Leonardo, what do you think will happen once I get that clicker back because I've beaten you to a pulp? Hmm? Do you think that escape was an option? I was being nice to help save the world from the likes of you, but now? Now? Leonardo grimaced and pointed back towards the hill mountainside he'd come down. Yeah, you can beat me all you want, but it isn't getting you the device. 
Did you swallow it? No, worth. I lost it when I fell, I think. Good luck finding it somewhere along that mountainside in this darkness. Hugo looked back towards the mountain, which Leonardo could see now a bit easier. A frightened thought ran through him that the effect of this clicker was wearing off. He glanced skyward to see peaks of blue through the black sky. What to do? What to do? There was a chance he could fight the man. It would not go terribly if perhaps he surprised him. That would probably fall apart after a second or two, though. Go ahead, Hugo. Search for your precious clicker. I bet you it's broken. In this new light that was now coming through, he could now clearly see Hugo was turning toward him. Leonardo offered a weak smile and signaled that up on the mountainside was where the man should go. His opponent shook his head no, and then cracked his knuckles slowly. I don't think that will be necessary. With the sky returning to normal, I'm guessing that little bomb of whatever it was that you set off has now worn off. Much like how we would do it. We would pretend to do it in the prison cave. Leonardo ordered his legs to move. They disobeyed his orders and froze in place. Hugo was a few feet away from him still, but Leonardo felt like it was closer. The man could probably reach out from where he was and smack him around. Before you send me into whatever realm of hell your punches are going to send me, wouldn't you want to be sure your powers work? It will make your life easier and takes but a second. The hero paused his approach as he considered this. The snarl never left his lips, nor did he onball his fists. Leonardo rather wished he would let go of the whole fist balled up thing, since it made the hero's hands look like medieval clubs. You're trying to buy time for yourself. Well, yes, I am, but it doesn't take much to figure that out. Much like if your powers have come back on with these lights. It doesn't take but a second to find out. Hugo grunted, sighed, and looked skyward, then gave a little hop. He didn't float or suddenly fly off. Nope, it was a little hop that lasted but a second. Leonardo felt a bit of relief fly through him, but this was then followed up by panic. The man could be pretending to try his powers out to lure him into complacency. Was he doing that, or was it something else? The powers might really be out. A nice little hop of a jump from you. I'm not sure that that was testing your powers, but that's okay. Um, I guess, are you ready to fight now? He would get no answer from Hugo, whose face seemed to have darkened into a purplish color. The hero continued to hop while looking skyward and getting nowhere. It was at this point that Leonardo realized his legs were working because he found himself backing up and away. A nice discovery as long as it wasn't discovered by Hugo. The villainous hero had decided at that moment to give up on jumping and looked him dead in the eyes, stopping his efforts to keep going away. It doesn't matter if I have powers or not. You are a bug who will be squished. And you will be a mass murderer who will be discovered because the government agents are up on the mountainside and, you know, they're going to eventually come down here and see what's going on. You will get through me, probably, but they'll come searching for you. There was another pause that this new news was digested and Leonardo found himself distracted looking up the mountainside. There were what appeared to be figures coming towards them. This, he felt, was not a good thing since he was supposed to be saving the day, and if that was his friends, 
Well, it didn't feel like it was saving them from the wrath of heroes if they came after him and Hugo. Stop with your distractions. It won't help save you from your fate of doom. No, it probably won't, but it might delay things long enough for others to become involved. Hugo turned and looked up the mountainside to see the figures were coming. The hero even turned his body fully towards them, trying to make out where exactly they were. To this, Leonardo decided it was the perfect opportunity and jumped forward. He grabbed the man and twisted, trying to wrestle him a bit, but it was not going well, as Hugo fought back and kept his ground, though he was now twisting about to try and free himself. Leonardo clung on as best as he could, with his feet under him beginning to try and push to get the man towards the nearby woods and ground that he could not yet see. Stop this! I will kill you! Leonardo kept pushing and had success as the two stumbled their way closer towards his target. A heavy fist hit at his back with a heavy echoey thump trying to emphasize Hugo's point. Let go, fool! You'll kill both of us! This elated Leonardo since it was such a change in temperament from a man who hated him so. He pushed even harder and dug his feet into the slippery ground towards the trees. There is another slope, we aren't at the bottom of the mountain. By this time, though, the two had gone over the edge. It took a second for things to register, and by this time, Leonardo had accidentally let go of Hugo. Though it didn't separate them much, a few inches at best, and they could see each other's faces as they went past. Then the ground greeted their sides, and a steep slope sent them on their merry way downward. Hugo was gone from what Leonardo could see, which he couldn't see a whole lot with all of the spinning going on. His only hope was not to hit anything on this slope, and to try and slow down. To this, he reached out his arms to try and act as a break. It didn't work, and his arms flapped about as he rolled. A tree nipped at one of his ankles, which then flipped him about, sending him careening wildly in a new, different direction. He greeted a few other trees because of this, and one of them hit off his arm. Another said hello to his chest. The whole thing was dizzying hurtful, and he wanted it to stop soon. A minute passed, which made him feel like he was rotating this way and then some other way. More minutes passed before the sensation of moving came to a stop. He figured that he'd actually been stopped for at least a minute or so, but the spinning in his mind hadn't kept going. There was also the issue that much of his body hurt like hell, and it hurt to think about moving, so it would probably hurt to move. A lesson he'd learned when he felt things had stopped moving. It only took a small movement from one of his legs to send pain through him. Ow! His cry of pain went unheard, and he wanted to scrunch up to get away, but doing so might cause more pain, so he stayed where he was, lying on the ground. Eventually, Leonardo realized he still had his eyes closed, and slowly opened them up to see brown stuff in front of him, and then he was breathing in dusty dirt. Despite the pain, he got one arm to cooperate enough to allow himself to get himself pushed over. Now, he was able to see a blue-black sky above him, with a bit of a warm glow coming in the distance. To this, he sighed. All he could do was think as a flood of thoughts came to him. At some point, he had remembered that Hugo had claimed to work with the government, yet now it was with the mob, and of course Catalina had told him so many, many things that he wasn't sure if he told him one iota of truth to him. 
there you are. Leonardo looked up to see Hugo. The man looked black and blue and standing more than a dozen feet away, but on his feet. Though he was also leaning against a tree, doing his best to hold himself up. He was up, despite the dark bruises across his face, and from what Leonardo could see, on the man's chest, which was also bleeding, as his torn shirt with revealed spots here and there. Leonardo cocked an eyebrow at the man, who pushed himself off the tree and began a slow, lumbering walk towards him. The walk, though, wasn't much of one, as one leg of this hero was dragging behind Hugo, who could only take small, staggering steps forward. You still want to fight? For what you've done to me? For what you've taken from me? Yes! With a sigh, Leonardo tried to get up himself. He managed to get half sitting, all the while the hero still ambling his way, slowly forward, though in a very mad scientist Igor hunched over fashion. Before we go do the whole punching thing, I do have some questions. Don't care. I expected as much, but I'm going to ask anyway. Why did you say you worked for the government and that the government had put me down in that prison you owned? The sound of Hugo's foot dragging on the ground came to a stop. Leonardo was no longer looking at Hugo as he continued his struggle upwards, getting to his own feet in a wobbly manner. He worried that staying upright wasn't going to be possible for very long, then remembered he was about to be punched. So either way, he was going to wind up back downward. Why did I do that? Because it was already what you believed in. Daniel said it before your time in there, and so everyone began believing it despite not having any evidence to show it as true. We did plant evidence later, but that was after the fact to help things along once we learned. And the phone call? Were those planned? The first one that we found out about? No. We never knew that until we looked back on the security footage that someone had slipped you a phone. Still don't know who it was, but I suspect Bethany got in there. And, um, Bethany, she have superpowers to do with invisibility? Projection, image, or bodily? What are you getting at now? Why aren't you just standing up to take your punches? Well, you know, I'm just a thought in my mind, and all this mayhem. You forgot all about the superhero projection or an image thing that you caught outside the prison. The hero slowly thought this over, shaking his head a bit, yes, but trying to keep it discreet. There was little reason to do so anymore, but Leo let it go. He wanted more information, and complaining about what was and wasn't happening wasn't going to help. Well, you were half right about that, by the way, the, that I was there looking at things and looking at the top of the prison. But I was only there seeing events, and uh, I did feel like I got shocked, but it wasn't me. Like, I was projected there by someone. I don't know anyone who has those type of powers or any of those type of things, but, you know, there you go. So after I beat you up and leave you for dead, I'll have to go do the same for Bethany. Fine by me. I'll just meet up the rest of your friends while I'm at it. Ah, no, don't, don't do that. I didn't mean to rat her out or just looking to make some last dots of information. 
Hugo had wobbled his way closer, looking no more stable than previously. Both were now barely standing and swaying as they moved towards one another. At about a foot apart, they finally stopped, with Hugo raising one arm, looking like he was going to cock it back to throw a punch. Leonardo moved a foot back to support himself while waiting for the punch. Instead, they swayed there in the breeze, both waiting for something to happen. For someone who threatened to beat me up, you are terrible at it. I'm stuck standing here waiting for this to happen, yet you haven't done it. Oh, shut up. I'm getting around to it as soon as I can. I did, thanks to you, take a massive tumble down two fucking mountain slopes. Ah, you discovered what it is like to be a regular person then, again. Hopefully, maybe. Congrats. And how are you standing, by the way? I feel like I could fall over any second now. I did do enough body training to survive stupid crap like that and keep going. You think I'd just give up when an ass like you still lives, breathes, and wobbles about? Oh, well, that's unfortunate for me, then. I guess we have to fight, then. And, you know, if you could, throw your punch soon, please. The fist finally came forward, but it had no energy behind it. Even so, Leonardo felt like he couldn't do much to defend himself from it. He tried, sort of leaning backwards, but he was slow, and the punch was a little bit faster than that. And so it came kissing to his cheek, bruising towards his cheekbones, but in a grazing manner as it passed by. Both men fell to the ground as their momentum took over. Hugo from his punch and Leonardo from his leaning on wobbly legs giving way. The leafy ground crunched under them as they both quietly lay for a minute staring at the sky. Hugo, what? Why do you care so much about any of this? That's the thing you want to know about now? Well, I do it because I like it. Plus, when you get control of an entire organization ordering them about, I wanted to be part of something big that I could take over at some point, and now I've gotten what I want. And you did, and now you seem to be obsessed with me, which doesn't make any sense. Charlotte and her powers, sure. I get people wanting her since they were saying things about heroes not coming about lately, but me? What have I got other than parents who hate me? You don't have powers? The fact that there was some surprise in the villainous hero's voice made Leonardo sit up. Was someone finally believing what he had to say? No, well, no, but maybe, but no. I only ever ran around wanting to be a hero because I needed to get out of the house I was stuck in with no memories. That's all because of my parents, and I guess the mob as a result. Oh, you were the one my former boss talked about. The mob set up some fancy thing to get two heroes out of the picture by blaming their kids. Leonardo looked over at the man and with a painful shrug bit him. It sounded about right for how things were going. Now the only thing left was if these powers were going to return or not to this group of people. The morning sky was now out and the blackness that had blotted out even the stars was nowhere to be seen. I guess so, Hugo, I guess so. He slowly began to get up, wrestling his body back into a standing position. The aches and pains were still there. 
but dulled ever so slightly. And he now felt like he wasn't going to wobble over simply because his muscles were spasming. What do you want to do now, Hugo? You can run away or try and beat me up. I don't think the second option is going to be very rewarding for you, though, and it just probably won't work out. The man had also slowly gotten up, looking much steadier than he had previously, which was not a good sign. Leonardo felt his stomach sinking at the sight, since the man had been obsessed with beating him. And did I ruin some grand plan of yours, by the way? Or was it just that you believe what the mob told you about me? A little of both. How so, Hugo? Don't just say a little bit of both. It would be a bit odd of them to put in so much effort disguising and hiding someone away simply because they said they had powers. It isn't worth the money just to get your parents out of the picture when they could send all of their heroes they had after them and just wipe them out. The hopefully former superhero had begun to approach him slowly. The look he gave was one of one stalking its prey. One that was even, cool, calm, and now actually ready to fight. Leo gulped and hoped that this would either be quick or that something would interfere before the planned beating happened. It wouldn't be much help during or after, so definitely before the first punch came. Although now that he's thought about it, the first punch had already been thrown, but hadn't done much. So maybe before the second punch... He prayed hard for that to the gods who may or may not exist. He also didn't hold out much hope, but it was all that he had. Are you two going to spend forever standing around talking about fighting, or are you actually going to fight? Catalina, looking rather dusty, worn, and a bit annoyed, came out from somewhere behind Hugo and the woods. Leonardo peered around the mound as she approached them her hand running through her tussled hair, which was unhappy with how things in this climate were going for her. Oh, good, the one who threw rocks at me. When I'm done with this one, he pointed towards Leonardo, almost grabbing at him, then I will beat the crap out of you next. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to allow such things to happen. Hugo had turned fully towards her from what Leonardo could tell, and didn't seem to believe what she was saying. Leonardo took a few sidesteps so that he could see her and keep Hugo in view. The hero then took a few menacing steps towards her. Catalina, in return, produced a pistol, which stopped him. I have no time for games, and this job has taken far too long. The pistol barked twice in the direction of Hugo, who then dropped to the ground. Leonardo jumped away as he flinched from the loud noise. What the hell was that? Why, 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 why? Catalina turned towards him, looking rather bored, as the weapon also swung in his direction. He wanted to say something more, but the gun barked, and a feeling of something heavy hitting him, hit him. This was followed by him toppling over back to the ground he'd been so used to not that long ago. The sky was still up there as he stared at that, and there was no pain coming from anywhere in his body at this point, but he could also feel a wetness somewhere, and he couldn't place exactly where it was, just that he had a wetness somewhere near him. 
What the hell? He said it, not believing what was going on, though all that had gone on told him he probably should have. A few hacked coughs followed, which hurt, but there was still a comfortable numbness otherwise about him. After a few seconds, Catalina came over and looked down on him. Don't worry, I have no intention of killing you. I didn't even kill the other one. But I can't have you getting away just yet, either. Roger has plans, I'm guessing, and by giving you to him, I am now free, and so is my gang. She moved off a few steps and then came back into view and knelt down beside him. I'll give you a little present to make up for all of this. It is surprising what one comes across on the mountainside, just lying around. You could feel her pushing something, probably into his pants' pocket, but again, the numbness prevented him from feeling much. I hate you. Eh, I'll take it since I'm used to it. See you around. I don't want to see you. He hadn't need to say this as she had already left, whistling as she went. Left all alone, all Leonardo wanted to do was stare up at the sky. But the sounds of others nearby took that away, and he wondered who they might be. He had tried to struggle to get up, but he was not having much success in this endeavor. Oh, I see Leonardo over there. Leonardo hoped that he wasn't hearing things, since that sounded like Charlotte's voice. It would be nice to have someone who was nice to him around for once, instead of the mayhem that had occurred not too long ago. He finally managed to wrestle himself to sit up a bit and looked over to see a group coming towards him and Hugo. Roger was somewhere near the back, trying to blend in along with his parents, who seemed to want to hold back and not be seen. Surrounding them and among them were the many military-looking guards from before that had joined them. Well, if it isn't the group of people I thought I might not see again. How fun. Charlotte came to a stop when she saw his pale expression, and then the wound. Uh, what happened here? Have you been shot by someone? Is that hero person over there shot as well? Did you do it, Leonardo? I do not have a gun, so no. As for being shot, yes, the two of us were shot by Catalina, of all people. And then she went off to who knows where. Roger had made his way through the group who had all stopped by Charlotte and were staring at the sight. Oh, good to see you alive. Uh, but w would you happen to still have that device that you stole? Well, Catalina stole and that you used. Leonardo waved his hand towards the mountain, which made Roger turn and then look back, and then to look back to him. As far as I know, it is up on the mountainside somewhere. After I pressed it, I got into a falling match with that idiot Hugo and dropped it somewhere along the way. This answer did not seem to please Roger, who had his lip snarl upwards a bit before he got it under control again. Then the agent swirled about towards his military guards. Right, I need a search party for a thumbstick somewhere on the side of the mountain face. On the double. Leonardo shrugged. He didn't care anymore about that, and he decided to lie down again on the ground. His part in this madness was over. Now the only thing that was left was... Nothing. He didn't have a place to go to, so this was going to be tricky. He stared off into the distance, unfocused on what was going on, and it took him a second to realize that Charlotte was by his side and putting pressure on his abdomen. There was also a military guy with the usual red cross thimble and a little military 
first aid kit, he guessed, working on him. Is it bad? He could see the two talking, and but but hearing them was another matter, and he couldn't tell if they had heard him either. None of the voices were coming through, no matter how much he strained to hear. His mouth was also going dry, and if they hadn't heard what he'd said just a second ago, now he really wouldn't be able to make himself heard. He felt himself being pushed back down to a lying position, which he allowed, since he couldn't really do anything. He was pretty sure that Charlotte's hand had found its way into his pocket and was taking something out of it, the same pocket that Catalina had just put something in. And he could see a gleam in her eyes that told him that she was up to something. But he was at an end of his energy and closed his eyes to escape the oncoming headache that was already haunting parts of his mind. The feeling of being warm had rushed over him when he started to wake up. He didn't really want to leave the dream that was ongoing about something. It was maybe about a quiet picnic that he could sort of remember, but noises kept filtering in from the outside world and separated him from that. Leonardo gave up on sleep and opened his eyes to a bright room and lying on a bed. One with plenty of blankets that were keeping him warm, which he appreciated since, well, it was nice and cozy. There was a dull ache to his body as he tried to sit up and look around, a move that didn't go as well as he'd hoped, and gave up a second later. His look around told him that it was a regular-looking hospital room with big windows looking out onto a town sort of place. He hoped that it was real and that this wasn't some new or next dream he'd drifted off into. Hello, anyone there? The cry he'd made was feeble, and he wasn't even sure it had been heard over the beep beep of the machinery nearby. He looked to his bed now and saw that it had a remote with a few buttons on the side near his hand. He pressed all of them, hoping that one of them would get help sent his way. His mouth was dry, he felt a dull pain in most of him, and a headache running up and down the top of his head. These buttons were quickly pressed, and at least two of them made the bed go up and down, but the others seemed to have no great effect on anything. Disappointed, he lay there hoping for someone to come help him. The door was suddenly opened, and in came a nurse-looking person. Oh, you are up. I thought it was odd that the button was pressed, since no one aside from you should be in here. Well, it's good that you'll make a quick recovery. He nodded feebly and tried to sit up. This nurse, however, was across the room in a flash. She didn't push him down, but she did stir him down while fetching a glass. She soon had poured some water from a jug and then helped him drink. He only took a few small sips to make his mouth feel alive again. Feeling better now? She was watching over him like a hawk, glass in hand, ready to give him some more if he needed it. Leonardo shook his head yes, but he didn't bother to speak. Every time he tried, his throat felt rough and crackly despite having just had some water. You should rest some more. It's what we recommend to all patients who come into our ward. Sleep helps the body heal, though a gunshot wound and scrapes and other various bruises will take some medical work. Where am I exactly? Government Ward Alpha of the Fort Trumbolt Hospital. Leonardo nodded as if this meant something and settled back into the bed. While he was hurting, he figured as soon as this nurse was gone... He was going to leave here as soon as he could. Thanks. Do Is anyone here for me? Do you mean visitors, sir? 
Yeah, those. She nodded as she tended to the machines and, and at him at the same time. He wasn't sure if this was a nod yes or if this was a nod yes to her work. So he lay there waiting for an answer. She finished her work, wrote something down on a nearby clipboard, and then looked over at him. You aren't a runner, are you? Whatever do you mean? I should warn you that this is a government facility, and that you can't leave until you've been given the okay. It is deep inside a military base, after all. Rather odd to have a, a hospital deep inside a military base, isn't it? Wouldn't it be better to have it on the outskirts of the base, or near there? I mean, if a soldier is off base and needs help, he's gonna have a long trip. Then they would go to the nurse hospital like a good little soldier that they are. You didn't answer my question. Leonardo raised his hand in a scout salute, despite having no memory of ever having been in such an organization or how to do such a thing. I swear on my honor and everyone else's that I shall not run away. The nurse didn't respond, but seemed to eye him as she headed out. Soon alone, he tried to get up again while being careful. The last thing he wanted to do was make the machines he was still attached to yell out that something was happening. Okay, up and at it. Need to shut these things off, and maybe that will help me get out of here. First, though, he threw off the covers, keeping him warm and comfy. His legs looked harsh, with the bruised spots going up and down them, and the hospital gown did little to make them look okay. On the bright side, there didn't appear to be any bandages on his legs as he swung them out to touch the ground. Then froze as the door was open. He stared at it as it only opened a smidge, then a person squeezed their way in when it opened a little bit further and closed the door quietly. Charlotte turned to him with a bundle in her hands. Hey, you look terrible, but I guess that's fine, if you're up and about, right? Anyway, I have some clothes, and we need to get you out of here. Leonardo's mouth was open, and he tried to figure out something to say. His jaw was working, going up and down, but the words... She came over and dropped some clothes onto the bed, and then hurriedly turned towards the machines. I'll figure these out. You get changed. Doing as he was told, Leonardo got dressed, trying his best not to mess with the wires attached to him. This left him shirtless as she powered things down. Why are you here, and what are you doing? I figured that the government, after hearing about what you are, would want to put you under observation, since that's what they tend to do with the people. That is no life to lead, and you've already dealt with a lot. Thanks, I guess. With the machine now turned off, he took off the diodes on him and then threw on a t-shirt plus a sweater. He began moving towards the door, which his sister had already opened and was peeking out of. How are we getting out of here, by the way? It is a military base. I have a connection to get us out of here. Now the coast appears to be clear, so let's move. She hurried him out, and he did his best to keep pace with her, but being hurt, he was slow. It was a good thing that the hallway that they'd come into was empty of any life aside from them. Come on, Slowpoke, we don't have time to walk. I am hurrying, but slowly. My problem is I'm rather stiff and hurt from my little terrible battle and my fate at the hands of one Catalina. Charlotte had come by his side, giving him something to lean on, which helped move them along a little bit. The still clear hallway, though, was bothering him. There should be people at a military hospital, shouldn't there? He had plenty of time to ponder this question as they arrived at an elevator and were not bothered 
and Charlotte then hit the call button for it. Those questions gave way to wonder if it was okay to take an elevator out of here. It would be better for his injured self. It seemed like it would get them caught. The doors opened, and inside stood Catalina. Told you I'd see you later. No. Aw, and here I am, perhaps your only way out of here, unless you wish to risk the front door and a long run across the base. With a look over to Charlotte, Leonardo felt like he didn't have a choice and shrugged. I will only go if you promise that this is the last time you will ever see me again. No, sorry, no can do. Charlotte had pushed him inside and hurriedly got in herself. Sorry about this, Leonardo, but she is a thief, and she's probably the only one who could help us and knows how to get things out of places. There was a blush coming from Catalina, who held up a card and swiped it through a card reader next to the buttons. You are too kind, and since you are kind, I shall save you. And I shall save Leonardo as well, although he doesn't seem to want it. The door slipped closed, and it slowly began to descend. I do not trust you, Catalina. She turned to him with a smile. But you will have to if you want out. So do you want out or not? Yes, I want out, but you aren't going to let me walk away once we've escaped, are you? Well, maybe. I could use some super-powered heroes for my gang. Leonardo leaned against the elevator wall, shaking his head no. He wanted off this wild ride, but that would apparently have to wait for some other time. End of part 11 and the end of the lost adventures of a maybe hero. Thank you for listening.